You're listening to the Young Talk Podcast by First Church Young Adults. Welcome to the Young Talk Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm here with Brandon, Harris, and Shireen. Um, and today we get to talk about uh, identity and what that means. Okay. And like, who, who, who am I? Who are you about? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, what about 2000? What about 2002? That was my special song for Wednesday services for youth night. Really? Yes. Good Way back. Yo, I'm telling you, and you remember when you had the sign team with the gloves and the dowel rods? This, oh, sign language oh, team, yes. How we're truly fading. Yo, why do I remember these signs? Bro, that's you on the sign team. Met, bro. I was always that team. Did you do the gloves with the black light? I did. That was always the coolest. I did. I was I was a 16-year-old in the band and on the sign team at church. <laughs> cool. I got one bully. Say so. <laughs> All the bullies. You know sign team? And then when we did a gospel song, like I remember that was my cardio. Because they probably gave you the. Yeah, yeah. Do they give you the male solos? Do you ever have any solos? Well, I had the male solo on that one. Or the stone was rolled away. And I did that. <laughs> yes. Did you guys ever do the skit with the song? Oh, I don't remember the song. I know what you're talking but about. But where it's solo. like, yes, where they're dancing. The girl is dancing with Jesus. And then like all the temptation comes at her. Oh, I word. So funny. Yeah, that, that was the stuff. Loved it. That one, yeah. I think I've won the demons. In the demons. You mean one of the demons? I'm the demon. I was the lascivious lady. <laughs> I was the lascivious guy. Oh, my word. The only little Assign team in Bayo was the guy who was, you know, whatever. The drunk girl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Shout out for them. Was it John? It was John, man. Oh, oh my gosh, we have so funny. Group, so, you know, I was on every chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm all told. All right, so that's what I'm thinking. I didn't, right? Who am I? No. <clears throat> so, I just feel thinking, like, we're, we're going to, I'm not going to get, you know, social or political and everything in between. I'm not going to get all that. But apparently, identity is a big thing for our generation. Yeah. Right? Millennials, Gen Z, we're all about who are we, right? Identifies whatever. Um, but identity is not new, mm-hmm. and it's also, it doesn't lay in what I, why biblically it doesn't lay in what everybody says it lays on. Like, you know, our, our identity is actually not even in our, like, what you see on the outside. That's very, a very small part of our identity. That's just like, that's how we look, you know? I was reading this um, verse. It's in Psalm 119, Said your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And what that says, as far as I can tell, his word is telling us where we're at. Like what's important is like where are you at in this present moment. Like, and for the sake of this conversation, who are you right in this moment? Your path. So it's not even. I used to think that was like your destination. Like it would tell you, hey, like how if I was driving from here to like I don't know Nashville, Tennessee, or something like that. I would know my destination. But that's not what it means. It means it's a lamp, your source of light, to your feet, where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that lamp gives off 
a light unto your path. So you see like right ahead of you, like what your next step is. Mm-hmm. So who you are is going to define kind of what your next step is and what it's going to look like. And, and we'll get more into that. But um, this also came from a book that I highly recommend, Atomic Abbas by James Clear. Um, all, all my Christian folks, I mm-hmm. checked it. There is a website called Compass to where just like uh, you can check to see if a movie has any vulgar language. They have that for books too. Oh, it's like VidAngel. It's like VidAngel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked it up just to make sure before I suggested it that I don't have any propensity. <laughs> it doesn't. So I'm all she created too. Um, the so quotes from that, and then I want to get Joe's thoughts on that. Like he says these. He says, "Good habits can make rational sense, but if they conflict with your identity, you're fault. You're failed to put them into action. Your identity emerges out of your habits." Mm-hmm. Then another thing he says, when you make your bed, you embody the identity of someone who is clean and organized. And mm-hmm. making a choice, that is 1% better, 1% worse than uh, insignificant in the moment and over the span of moments that makes up a lifetime of these. And this is what he says. And this is kind of where I'm thinking about identity and why it's so important. Is that every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Uh, no single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of who you are. And when I'm thinking about identity and why identity is so important, I think it's just because it lays out the trajectory of our lives. And I know as Christians, we kind of like the word is where our identity is. Mm-hmm. So I said all that kind of lead to this first question on, you know, how do we see ourselves? You know, like what is your perception of yourself? And how has that affected your decisions, like moves, the way you approach situations? Like, how, how does it affect that? Hey, we are taking a break from this podcast episode to thank you so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content and if this is something that you would like to support, you can now give via the link in our description. Your contribution is so significant to us and it helps us to continue to produce this content every single week. Our hope is to share this message of love, truth, and hope with as many young people as we possibly can. And you, with as little as $3 a month, can help us make that a reality. You can now be investing in our ministry. So, if you'd like to partner with us, hit the link in our description, and we will make sure to give you a shout-out in a future episode. All right, so let's get back to the content. Well, I think straight off, like, as Christians, I think, I mean, we are... Jesus's disciples like that one-on-one my my life my goal in life is to be the salt and light for Jesus as a Christian so I mean biblically speaking that is why I'm on this planet that is why I do what I do is because I'm here to spread the gospel as a Christian that is who I identify to be so I think straight off the bat that's that's my identity is that's my goal that is my sole mission is to be the salt and light for Jesus yeah you like you're pondering, yeah, Brandon. I know. I can always see it. Man, and Matt gave us this deep question. I know. Identity, identity. Uh, I want you to, can you put, ask that last part of the question? So basically, how, is, <clears throat> how has, uh, how have you seen yourself? Like, how do you see yourself? And how does that, how do you feel like that affects your day to day? My, I'm, I'm, I see my, I'm this person that's very, um, just kind of like, I feel like I'm easy going. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I hope I am in a sense, um, very like, um, 
not calculating and my steps or whatever. But I feel like I'm, I'm very like reserved in a lot of things. So the way I approach my day is, is it's going through that vein. It's going through that, like that scolding. So like waking up the bed, like all that stuff, all that easy going stuff is, is going to be part of my day. Now, when it comes to more like ministry, ministry, I, I don't think, well, I feel the things that I have been doing lately are not, are not, would not be categorized as like easy going type of yeah. thing. <laughs> like, um, for instance, I get to, to serve with the youth. I get to serve young adults, uh, serve on Sunday, Sunday mornings, uh, playing instrument. So I'm. I'm on the forefront, so it's like ah, someone who's reserved might might not like or introvert. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a huge introvert. Might not be that person that you would see that would volunteer himself to be in the forefront, like yeah. like the youth, like maybe a worship night or do leading a on a acoustic and sing. Yeah. like those type of things just don't make sense. So I feel like um, you know God knowing who we are. You know, he designed us in a way that, thank God, that sometimes the ministry doesn't match, you know, our... That's true. That is so you know, true. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't. I so it, it, yeah. Thank God it doesn't because I feel that, it can't. you know, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here probably right now. Right. This right here, like... It, it's uncomfortable. I, thank yes. Yeah. That's the whole point of being spirit-led is... The whole point of being yeah. spirit-led because this for sure, like, I was thinking about it as I was driving here. I'm like, oh, like, I'm just like, my heart was throbbing. I was overthinking, like, I'm, I'm on my iPad, like, I'm, I was trying, the Sharam was asking me. I know, I felt bad. I, I felt bad because I'm not giving her, like, clear answers. And I'm like, man, the lean don't make sense. Like, I'm doing all these things because, like, in, in the back of my mind, like, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I, I, I meet up to park. Mm. But I just want to say that, like, yeah, like, thank God ministry doesn't, isn't depicted upon, like, your personality and your character. Like, yeah, it helps in some kind yeah. of fashion. But um, that's just kind of my, my, my mindset on. This may kind of help me figure you guys out. What's your Enneagram? Oh, do you feel like, okay, here's a question. With that, do you think that... <laughs> no, I know you're into it. I know you're into it. Do you think that has some relation to your identity? Oh, a million percent. Oh, it's a... I, I, and this is why I tell everybody. Everybody's like, bless God. All right, whatever. I think it... I think it gives clarity to a layer of who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like my eyes gives another layer of perception. Just like uh, the the you know the red, the blue, the green. I think it gives another perception. Yes, layer. you know what I mean. It helps you understand yourself. Like that's why I do that. Because at the end of the day, we are all wired the same. Not wired the same. We're all wired differently, but intricately by God. So like, yes. You know, does that make sense? Like yeah. we all have. Because we're human, we're all the same. We're all human. We're wonderfully made. Exactly. Yeah. I will say a pet peeve is if someone's like, "I'm a four, so naturally I come oh, off a little," and it's so like, or whatever you are, I'm it's an like eight, so that's why they I'm use it as eight. like a I'm an eight. Excuse. I'm an eight and a three, fifty fifty. Every time I take it, it's fifty fifty. So I don't know which one I am. Do you think the best litmus test is read the descriptions and whichever one you feel the most embarrassed by? That's what you will. Oh, God. that makes sense. Which one do you feel like you're more embarrassed of? Probably mine, because it's like it comes off very like dictatorship type vibes. Mm-hmm. Like that's like my my. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's like a, a three is like a like you're a dictator. Yeah. Oh, really? Like they put like labels with it. Like yeah, I think when back in my day when it it was like the performer. So you you are your love is the the amount of love that you get from other people is proportionate to 
what you do. It's kind of like the threes. Um, not that it's true, but that's how threes perceive. Like, I'm only as good as my last project. Yeah. Really sad. All of them are kind of sad. They are, it is. It is. I'm a nine. Oh. I'm a one. Number one. What? That makes so much sense. I'm the, I'm the peacemaker. And, and here's here's the journey for nines, by the way. We already nines out. <laughs> uh, your journey is to go from peacekeeper to peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Because peacekeeping's easy. Just don't say anything, ever. But peacemakers are the ones that, Let's let's have this uncomfortable confrontation because I want future peace. See, that's what makes the world go around because I'm the complete opposite. Like, if for my, for me to have peace, it's like I have to speak my mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like it, it, that's just really interesting to me. Do you know what you are? I've, You've never taken it. We've I've had this conversation before with somebody. Actually, it was on this podcast. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I I remember going through it. I don't remember that. You were oh, six, okay. a loyalist. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Isn't that weird? How like so weird? Studies can do that. Not the one because you know magic, but um, more witchcraft. <laughs> it so the sixes are the wrong Weasleys in your life, and they're also Lord of the Rings. You know, if you own that vein, um, it is the um, the Sams. I'm RDJ. Aww. Sixes are the Sams. They're Frodo. They're the Ron to your. They are. They're the John to your Jesus. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What, what's the wing to that? So so with um, with six, your wings are either five or they're seven. Your wings are what's touching. Oh, right. Now. Oh, yeah. So right. Like, I'm a non-wing one. So even though I'm in, which is crazy because it kind of balances out. So I have a, no, no, actually, no, I just lied to you. Sorry. One, uh, I'm a non-wing eight, which that combination is mm-hmm. three. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Enneagram test basically just describes your personality. It's a test that you take. It's the moment. Take it. Go take it. It's fun. It's very interesting. Yeah. I struggled, though, taking it. Yeah, Gen X, yeah, Miles Briggs, Millennials, and Gen Z have Enneagram. It's hard to not pick what you want to be. You know what I mean? It's like, are you are you more loving or are you more this? I'm like, I want to be loving. <laughs> like, you know? Just perception from a non also, there are some websites that said Jesus was a null. Not to say I'm like Jesus, but you know. Wow, that's so interesting. Humble, so. Oh, so humble of you to point that out. Yeah. Walking on the room, and everyone we're walking to. Being most proud of. Oh my word. But they, I would even suggest don't even take the test. Just read through them, and like, you know, whichever one embarrasses you. Do that and also youtube videos they have like mm-hmm. you know enneagram youtube videos where you know these you, content creators will go on and say i'm like you'll have like enneagrams when they're like for something and it's just like you know that's funny like, oh my gosh I'm, and now they're like i'm just gonna go take a nap yeah 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 <laughs> i love this that's how yeah i might be in now you may be in that. He loves a good nap. Can you take it so, like, the next time this gets brought up, we're like, okay, you're officially this. Yeah. I'll send you a certificate to say. That's true. Do they give you a certificate? They email you one. Yeah, they give you a completion. I don't think I got one. I'm going to check yeah. my email. Um, I, I got it. I think it used to be free. They might make you pay for it now. So, with a little two mics, what, what is your feedback? Um, yeah, but it all comes back, and I think it's good. Because identity matters to God, and that's yeah. why it makes sense that in church, people are like, man, y'all take more personality tests than my corporation does. And the reason is, is because identity matters to God. So you think about, I mean, every name in the Bible means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. You know what I'm saying? So like uh, Gideon, 
before God, before, and he's just one of many examples, but before God told Gideon any kind of plans, right? If y'all don't know Gideon, he was one of the judges in Israel. A really cool story. But basically, um, Gideon was hiding, crushing grapes with his feet, um, feeling defeated. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no. He, um, <laughs> but he's sitting there crushing grapes, um, and he is... The narrative hasn't played out like the way he sees himself as a is a very scared, feeble man. That's how he mm-hmm. sees himself. And God comes in and says, Oh Gideon, mighty man of valor. Because before God could change before God could even get Gideon set on the trajectory that he had for his life, on the preferred plan to save Israel, mm-hmm. the first thing that God had to change was how Gideon saw himself. Mm-hmm. Um and we see it again with Moses, um, who was a fugitive and who was he was like the picture of rejection, right? Because he was too Egyptian to be Jewish and too Jewish to be Egyptian. And nobody liked him. And then God called him from a burning bush. And the stories go on and on and on. Um, so um, I wanted to ask, like, there's a lot of things that can happen um, to us and or things that we do that affect, like, how we see ourselves. But uh, do y'all remember a time that happened or a situation that you handled? Um that shifted the way you thought about yourself in a positive way because i know we all have millions of things that went like even after this conversation we're all, like i'm gonna go home and think oh man did i, I should yeah. yeah 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 said that. so well, there's millions of those but can you remember one time where you handled a situation or said a thing or did a thing that shifted your perception to where in a positive way to where you felt like i'm i'm in the van of what god wants me to be in like i'm doing what god has called me to do Mm-hmm. Man, let me think for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I also like I'll, I may just like put these two together because I'm Andy Stanley. Like, asked this question, and he's like, "If you're struggling on what your calling is, and I think it's such a good question, but if you want to know what your calling is, you first have to figure out who you are mm-hmm. and what breaks your heart. And that because the Bible says God gives us the desires of our heart and I mean, sure, a layer of that could be you pray for it, God's going to do it, God's going to work miracles, signs, and wonders. That can be one layer of it. Uh-huh. But I think the main layer of that is when God created you, like he said in Jeremiah, like um, before before you were even formed of the one thing I had for you. Yeah. So I think God like literally puts desires in your heart Yeah. To that makes up your identity, makes up your trajectory. So, it's true. So with that, kind of in that vein, who are you and what breaks your heart? And... I guess tying on to the question, what has been a situation you've dealt with that has like confirmed that? When you're saying what breaks your heart, it brings me back to these memories of like years ago when my husband and I, when we just started on youth ministry and, you know, we would see a, a, a student, you know, fall away or, you know, leave church or whatever. We'd weep. We would cry. What could we have done? Like, did we do enough? Like... I think that's when we realize, like, okay, this is a huge burden. Obviously, we were already serving in the ministry, but we realized, like, this, like, it affected us so much. It was our burden. That's so, like you said, what breaks your heart? We were, it breaks us. It literally breaks us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it makes total sense. It's like, okay, whatever breaks your heart, that's, it's what your heart is. Yeah. I love that. I've never put that together. Yeah. As simple as it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they're hard questions. Who are you? <laughs> well, I'm Matt. What is that? What do you mean by Matt? 
What does that even mean? Yeah. All right, calm down. <laughs> easier if our parents named us how they did back in the Bible. <laughs> the other word. Gift from God, which makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm the most humble gift in here. <laughs> Welcome, world. Do you know what your name means? Anybody? Yeah, mine's Pretty Lady. Yeah, Perfect. At one point, I didn't know that I forgot. Mine is Joyful Song. Aww. I know. My mom thought she made up my name, but she didn't. Lakeley's is River Princess. Do you know what your last name means? Some something German that's bad. Wagner. So I did a, I did a project like it was like a three minute presentation where I like looked up the origin of last names. Most of our last names are either occupationally based, like shoemaker, um, oh. Smith with black. <gasps> that's so true. I've never thought about that. Um, or it was a descriptor, like whitehead and blackhead. Those are descriptors, and then we have names like Mom Gomez, which literally means man. Well, that's because. One of my ancestors was fatherless, and I literally didn't know. And so they were like, oh, go as just another man. Stop it. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> insane. That's so many go as's. You think? Wow. Yeah. I wonder if I got to make this into a reel. That is so interesting. <laughs> like, that is so cool. What? I love that. That is so cool. And oh, and also, amazing. In, in Mexican culture, where's Josh at? Yeah. Like, in Latino culture, what, the reason why we have like 37 names, mm -hmm. it's because in Latino culture, from what I've read on, on Wiki, right? <laughs> they don't drop the maiden name because you know they how don't. we get made. Mm -hmm. So you literally have your lineage in your name. Ah, uh, got you. Yeah. Josh has his mom's maiden name. Yeah. So Esteban Julio Ricardo Montoya does. Oh my gosh. What yeah. was it? Okay. Who are you? Who are you? What breaks your heart? What yeah, and has there been a situation? I was like, go let that question slide because that's a good question. I would say, okay, for me, I feel like this is really specific, but people in high school, that's something that I like coming out of high school, I realized, holy cow, I just learned a lot going through high school. And I look at the kids, not kids, but I look at the young adults in high school now and I'm like, I don't want them to go through what I went through. Like, it breaks my heart thinking, oh my God, is my sister gonna have to fight that battle that I fought? Like, that freaks me out. And I've been like, for the past several months, she's about to be a freshman. We sit down maybe at least once a week and I'm like, sissy, this is what you're gonna face. And you need to prepare yourself because let me tell you, I should have prepared myself this way. And because I didn't listen, because I didn't do all these different things, I went through pain. And that freaks me out thinking about, even kids in our youth group, like, what can I do to help them prepare for the hardships that they're going to face? So good. Because the reality of it is kids now in public school is a complete 180 from the way it was six years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, things have changed so fast that it's like as youth pastors, as youth, like leaders, role models, you have to try to keep up with it and be very aware of the battles that they're facing. So I think for me, like what breaks my heart is seeing kids in high school go through some of the same things I may have went through. And so for me, it's like, what can I do to teach them? What can I do to teach my sister um, how to get over that, how to get through that? That's awesome. Yeah, I, I feel uh, this recently shift in kind of things and where I am. So um, as far as where, like, I guess, quote, quote, where my arrow is being aimed is, is towards some adults. Um, but like, and I'm still kind of just, discovering this but like um like i i, I feel like there's the heartbeat for for young adults and is um like finding a course with that that relationship with god if they don't have it um but then also 
like they're in an age where like 18 and whatever else they're in an age where like you know hopefully they're not but families and stuff start to kind of triple down and careers and stuff so like how to how to navigate that how to how to have those goals and aspirations and then maintain or not maintain but continually grow you know and god like it's it's where they are now and it's so pivotal pivotal like after after high school of course like it's so pivotal because now they're they're on their own they can do essentially yeah. what, whatever you know because they're they're for own their adults so i feel like yeah. they're at a point my heartbeat now is is they're at a point now where they can make the decisions pretty much on their you know yeah. so i, I want to be that yeah oh yeah but now of course it's, it's very new for me it's it's the beginning but you know that's kind of where i am it's developing in that way yeah i think going off of that like i just i don't know him saying young adults just like hit me with a reality check like october no december of last year it was josh rain and i we were sitting at first cup drinking coffee and we just sat there we're like let's start a podcast yeah. why because we need it we need to talk about real life situations, real life things. And we found our heartbeat in that conversation over coffee. And it's like, now I'm like sitting here like, holy cow, we did it. Like we're, we're doing that. We're, we're feeding what broke, what broke our heart, what our passion was. So I think that's also something to add is young adults. Like we are targeting this age group. Yeah. That's our heartbeat. That's why we're sitting here right now. And it's kind of like one of those things like life has lived in forward and understood in reverse. And sometimes like, I think that's why God doesn't and the way that i've seen god working um my 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 wife's um walking faith has always been the next steps Mm -hmm. and has always been in suddenlies like god's not really you know it's good that we have transition plans it's good that we have like timelines but god is outside of our timeline so whenever he does something it's always sudden but but with that being said the way we perceive what god has already done in his plan is like life is lived in forward and nursed in reverse in the sense that when we look back and it's like, oh, that's what that was for. Mm. Um, and it's like, so this is kind of, okay, now, God, I see what you're doing. Man, th- those are really good. Um, this was so good. Yeah. I loved it. So, and and this is like one of those things, like I was literally like, I was just going through different things that I've heard over the mm-hmm. years, um, just about identity and like who you are and like you are, you are chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation, God. God understands and he's trying to communicate to us if we know who we are in him, mm-hmm. um, then we will be able to do the things that he's called us to do. Uh, not in the business of building castles because we see that on Instagram. We see it mm-hmm. everywhere we go um, where it's like, oh man, do this, get a lot of money, which that's great, you know, be mm-hmm. blessed. But however, that's building castles and we're in a kingdom building business. I think God is uh, doing you know, doing that in us through us. Uh, so any, any last thoughts? On- no, this was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. This could be a part two. I know. Hey, this is so awesome. Well, join us for our next episode of Young Talk. Go subscribe, flight, comment. See y'all soon. Thank you for listening to the Young Talk podcast where we talk about Christ and culture. We upload a new episode every Friday. So see you next week.